Is it a negative behavior to say to yourself, that person is going to get the negative effect of that action back? Or to wish, I hope this person goes away and leaves me alone? And can these intentions actually affect the other person's life? Um, uh, well, for the first, the first one, I think that depends, because you can objectively say that cause and effect is true. So you see somebody doing something and you could say that that's going to have an effect on them. And so it would really make it about the intention of the mind. If you're saying this thing as a, a hope for some sort of karmic revenge or something like that. Or if it's just an acknowledgement of, yeah, there's cause and effect and something's something is going to happen in return for that. And can these intentions actually have an effect on another person's life? I think possibly in a lot of ways because if you're even just at the simplest level of you thinking bad about somebody or being angry at somebody when they encounter you, you're going to be acting different than if you're happy to see them. So it's going to have an effect at some level. Yeah, the, the other thing that could be going on when you say that person is going to get the negative effect of that action back, obviously there's the potential for anger to arise, or the, the vengefulness, hoping that it, that they, they cause, that harm comes to them. But it can also be um, more, more insidious is this Buddhist conceit where you start to think of yourself as better than them ah well they're going to get there they're they're on the wrong path kind of thing as in as in they're uh, less lesser than me so so holding yourself up when someone does bad things and you you, you feel angry about it you reassure yourself saying it's okay i'm better than them kind of thing which isn't so good the correct way to use that sentence and we do use it is to uh, help us to develop um, the desire to help that person, because people will often use it, I think, to you know, pitying the person and saying, "Oh well, they're worthy of our pity. They're they're so far below us." For example, but there's this quote: "Never look down on someone unless you're helping them up." It was Martin Luther King. I can't remember who. It's a very good quote. So. If you're looking down on someone, it should be because you're helping them up, and that—that's uh, that's really um, that, that's really the important point. When we say that, we we realize that this is this is where the real problem is. The problem isn't that they hurt you; the problem is that they've hurt them. They've created trouble for themselves. They can't create trouble for you unless you. Uh, continue it unless you begin to unless you cling to their actions cling to your experience of their actions you know they hit you unless you cling to it it doesn't hurt uh, but it, it's horrible for them and so th reflecting in that way helps you think I'm sorry you know what can I do to stop you f to, to make you not want to hit me anymore because that's uh, that's really bad for you. Like this um, 
the story of Upalawana who who was was raped. Was it Upalawana or it was some? Yeah, it was Upalawana, I think. And she says to this guy as he, he's he's holding her, pinning her down, she says, "Stop! This is this is going to this is going to be bad for you." This is going to cause harm for you, harm to you, and that's all she said. Can you imagine being in that situation? I certainly can't. Um, and and true enough, sure enough, when he left the kuti, the earth couldn't support his weight, and he fell into the he sunk into the earth all the way down to hell. They say, true or not, I don't know. That's just a commentary. I think it could just be he died and went to hell, but. It's quite vivid to think that the earth couldn't support his weight. There's only supposed to be five people in the history since the time of the Buddha who who have fallen into the earth, who have the earth hasn't wasn't able to support their weight. He was one of them. So she she uh, was clear in her mind what was going on here and what was the real problem, which is um, quite incredible. The wish that I hope this person goes away and leaves me alone. That's a problem. This is something that we have to remind ourselves time and time again. You're in the situation. You're with the person. And the way to find peace and happiness is not to get rid of them. It's not. Uh, sorry, to, to, to an extent, it's not to be averse to their... Um, their companionship there will come a point where you should say to them listen I've got to go or listen I, I'm it's time I, I'm I really should be doing meditation but you have to know that what time that is and it's not because of your aversion it's because you know that this is not leading anywhere this has no benefit there's no benefit in staying here but the way to find peace and happiness is to meditate while they're there I mean, if someone's really just rattling, prattling on, just sit there and say, hearing, hearing, and look at your own emotions, disliking, disliking, and take it as a chance to practice meditation, as though you were alone in your room, sitting on a cushion. Uh, really great, wonderful thing. It turns a horrible situation, where you have to sit and listen to these people talk and talk and talk, into a wonderful experience of meditation and enlightenment. Because this is part of reality, and it's a very important part of our reality our interactions with others and our um, reception of other people without getting involved in their defilements. So it's a, a real good chance for us to learn about how our mind works. Uh, so yeah, and, and you'll only feel upset. Even if you get rid of them, you won't feel better. You might, you might feel like good about yourself for a second. Uh, but you've still you, you've 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 lost the person, but you've kept your aversion, you've kept your dislike of them, or you've kept your preference to be uh, alone, for example, your preference to be in quiet. You've kept that preference, and so then when there's more noise, you feel upset at it. So the only exception is when you know that the time is right, and so you've done your meditation, hearing, hearing, hearing. And then they stopped, and, and you can really see that this is going no further, and they really don't have anything more to tell you. They're just talking because you're not leaving. And then you tell them, you say, look, I really think I should go. Uh, but you'll feel that. You'll feel that it's now appropriate. It won't be like they're sitting there and they've got lots and lots of things to tell you or something, and 
they're trying to tell you and you say I'm sorry excuse me I have to go um, no but you know the, the point being not to do it out of aversion that when you sit down and meditate you'll know the right time and it'll just come to you and you'll say now is uh, I'm sorry I have to go and then just get up and go but it has nothing to do with I hope this person goes away and leaves me alone that's that's negative for sure negative as to whether they can in actually affect the other person's life Nagasena already answered it in a very very clear way but I think there's a the sub context or the the mental activity behind your question is as to whether it has some psychological or, or, or telepathic uh, effect on the other person. So I've heard that actually it can. You know, I've heard people say that uh, they are able to wish bad things on others. You know, p some people have this power. I, I wouldn't say it, there's anything in Buddhism that says that that's not possible. It's, it certainly seems to be. It could it could be part of this aditana parami when someone develops this, then their intentions. Are very m become more in line with reality, and so they make this intention, and it actually comes true. That kind of thing. <laughs>